Welcome to the Stuff and Things Podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. Everybody and welcome to our final ever Fear the Walking Dead show. It's the last Walking Dead Wednesday of 2023, but due to the numerous spin-offs, it won't be the last ever Walking Dead Wednesday. I am Sam. This is the Stuff and Thangs podcast, talking about Fear the Walking Dead, the show that started it all for us. And joining me to conclude this chapter, it's my partner in crime. It's Stefan. Good morning, afternoon, evening, and night, depending when you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like that thing from the Truman Show. Do you remember that? Oh, Hello, oh. good evening. And if I don't see you, good evening and good night. I haven't seen that film for ages. No, no, it stands up. Still pretty good. In fact, it's probably become even more terrifying in the world that we now live in. <laughs> but yeah, on. fair point. Yeah. Um, this is Fear the Walking Dead. This is season eight, part B. So it's the final episode of season eight, which is the final season of the show. Um, we talked about part A a little while ago, uh, basically breaking it down, saying it felt uh, a little bit kind of like it was all over the place, like almost as if the showrunners weren't aware 8 was going to be the end and then had to try and throw everything in that they had in their heads. Um, yeah, season 8, part B, um, we've got six episodes as per tradition on this show, which started all the way back with our first ever show, which was Fear the Walking Dead, Season 1, Episode 1, me and a guy called Alfie from the USA. Uh, Steph, as per yes. tradition, the title of Episode 7 was... Anton. The title of Episode 8 was... Iron Tiger. The title of Episode 9 was... Sanctuary. And Episode 10... Keeping Her Alive. Episode 11 was Fighting Like You. And episode 12 was The Road Ahead. Bum, bum, bum. So let's just start as I mean to go on because um, I, I seem to upset a lot of the Walking Dead fans with our show about Daryl Dixon. So I'm just going to make it clear all right at the start. I am not a fan of the character Madison Clark. I've uh, never been. Um, it was one of the reasons why Alfie actually left the podcast because he couldn't talk about the show anymore because that character drove him insane. Yeah. I actually got him a model Madison Clark for Christmas one year. He was really pleased. Um, <laughs> Use it for <clears throat> shooting practice. You Probably, yes. I mean, he is American. Uh, and there's half our audience turning off. So <laughs> I, I, I'm going to make it abundantly clear. When she was rumoured to be coming back, I was not happy. In fact, anyone who listens to all of our shows will know that the day her character died, I actually played <clears throat> Ding Dong, The Witch is Gone. It yes. It was probably my favourite show. It, it was a good show. We 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 celebrated a lot. We did. Um, um, her character was definitely dead. She was contained. Yeah. Lots of zombies, fire and burning everywhere. There was yeah. no way that character could survive. No, no, she she was dead, and it was great. It, it, the show improved. 
Uh, I genuinely believe this. I know it's a matter of opinion for everybody, but hey, I'm the one with the microphone right now. Yeah, Morgan came in, and I think the show just carried on getting better and better. The characters improved. You had John Dory. Um, you, you just genuinely had characters that I, I liked, which helped a lot. Um, Nick, who I find very frustrating. Um, I find that they they overplayed the drug addict kind of side of thing. I felt initially in season one, that was a really interesting aspect that, you know, you, you know, all the zombie apocalypse and then you had that as well. I mean, that was, you know, that was just very trippy, very interesting. I felt by the time they killed his character off, I was very done with it. It was, it was old. It was, it was very, you know, he's just replacing one addiction with another. This is ridiculous. You know, and don't get me wrong. I get it. It's an addict, but I just felt like they'd run that story into the ground. And apparently the actor felt the same way because he literally quit. Yes. <laughs> Saying, no, I am done. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, I felt Alicia's character really developed and became a real lead to the show, um, which was great. And so for me, once Madison was gone, Nick was gone, I felt the show really came into its own again. It wasn't the show I initially thought it was going to be. Uh, anyone who remembers back to me and Alfie talking about season one, our main gripe was it felt like they had this great opportunity to tell a very different story, but still Walking Dead. However, what they actually tried to do is just rush to catch up with the other show and make it, you know, like Walking Dead Miami, Walking Dead this, you know, a bit like NCIS. And they were just going to have loads of like the Walking Dead Florida, Walking Dead. <laughs> it just got really stupid. Yeah. Um, but like I said, we, we kept with it because this was literally the OG show. When, when we started doing the podcast, we wanted to talk about the Walking Dead, hence the Rick Grimes term stuff and thangs. Um, and so we wanted to do that. We, we fear the Walking Dead was launching. It was the perfect opportunity for us to okay, okay, we're going to kick off a podcast the spin-off is launching. We're going to talk about the main show as well, but this is where we're going to arrive. So our initial audience and the initial people, and if anyone's still with us, thank you. Um, but yeah, our initial audience was the Fear the Walking Dead audience, the Walking Dead audience. So um, it is a weird thing. It's a weird thing because I'm kind of sad that the show's ending because of that, because there is a real nostalgia feeling to it. And on the flip side... I think the show declined in quality sufficiently that I'm actually glad it's ending. Um, and as for the Madison Clark character, um, I'm reliably informed by a woman who's very, very special to me that Tara then is the absolute correct way of saying goodbye to that bitch because it's done over <laughs> layers. Get out of my face because, oh my God, God, I, I I can't even begin to tell you over these six episodes how much she ruined everything for me. Just like anything in these final six episodes that could have remotely been interesting to me was ruined by that character. And that's just how much I couldn't stand her and why by the time this show did end, by the time the finale happened, it felt like a mercy kill. Uh, I, was, I was done, you know? Yeah, I can agree with that. I think the the best episode of these final six was actually the one she wasn't in. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah no, I'd agree with that. Yeah, going on what you just said, this show started as a 
Welcome to, you know, before the end of the world. Yeah. And therefore, I came into this show, season one, episode one, thinking this is all the stuff we missed when Rick was in the hospital. Yeah. Rick wakes up, it's already happened, the world has already gone to shit, and therefore, how? How did it happen? How did the army allow this to happen as much as it did? Surely the army should have shut it down. Like, what is it that happened that turned it so the world had gone? This yeah. show was going to show us that, and it was going to be like, this is something new, this is completely different. Like, all zombie shows you watch, they are movies that you watch, they always kind of start, it's already happened. Yeah. This was going to show us how it happened, how society fell, and everything else. And I was really looking forward to that. And season yeah. one wasn't amazing, but it was still, you know, okay, we're, we're seeing things happen, this is good. And then, yeah, like you say, it suddenly became like a fast forward to, oh, where's The Walking Dead? Why, well, let's catch up with him. Yeah. And time jumps everywhere. Yeah. Um This, this um, second half of the season starts again with a time jump that no one actually explains fully. No. But no character has aged at all. No. But we have, like, children characters who are you know this is the child of potentially this person then it's this person then it's not that person at all and this all happened during the time jump so therefore what we're talking at least seven to twelve years yeah never explained never no one's aged a day and it's just like come on guys like please give us give us something better would you say that you feel that with these episodes, they literally didn't care? Because that's how it feels to me. Yeah. It's like, it's like we got this storyline left over. Um, you've cancelled us, so whatever. You know, does it matter that it doesn't make any sense? No, we don't care. That's how it felt to me anyway. Um. Yeah, like we got this new storyline with Strad. So the first episode, Anton. Yeah. We get this weird new storyline with Strand has kind of made a new family. He's changed Strand his equals name. Anton. Yeah, he's changed his name to live a new life and all this sort of thing. A German life, which really confused me when this episode started. But... Yeah, they all started talking German. Like, um, okay, mm. right. And it took me a second. Like, they're playing football and yeah. I'm like, is this pre-apocalypse? Like, Yeah, I wondered if it was a flashback as I'm well. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then we find out that, okay... So we've got six episodes left and you're now going to give us a whole new story arc on Strand again. Like, we yeah. haven't had enough Strand story arcs so far. Um, yeah. I'm like, I'm sitting there like, why are you starting a whole new storyline with six episodes left? Yeah. Like, for me to develop the kind of connection and stuff to Klaus and his husband, his new husband, I can't remember his name. Um, yeah. But for me to develop an attachment to them, a, a decent connection, I'm going to need more than a couple of episodes. And therefore, that, no, it's going to take up the rest of the series for us to actually care about them or yeah. to learn about them or anything else. But we've started a whole new strand with thing with him. Yeah. And then we start bumping into like these random cameos of characters. And, you know, Lucia reappears and um, Dwight and Sherry reappear and, and Daniel reappears. And it's almost like 
they've kind of contracted these people that they're going to turn up again. They've been cancelled, and now they're like, "Ah, oh, crap! We've we've got to give these guys at least another X amount of episodes or screen time." Right? Just just throw them in. Just just there you go. Yeah. And um, it, so, it was so, strange. So in that opening episode, Anton um, is like a compound hotel that's basically enclosed uh, next to the water. So they've sort of got a natural barrier, and then a barrier they've created around it. Um, Anton, a.k.a. Strand, is there living amongst the people, living his best life. Um, Madison shows up uh, and he pretends not to know her. He gives her this massive hug initially when no one's around and then pretends he's never seen her before. Oh, no, I I am Anton, you know, I'm not not this Strand guy you're calling me. Who is this Victor? Which felt very redundant. I mean, it was very, very Strand, but it just felt very redundant. Um, a group of armed men show up chasing Madison. We have no idea who they are. No idea at all. It's just random. We then hear via the radio that Daniel Salazar is also on his way. He's with Madison, we assume. But that's kind of, again, we, we don't know. We just hear as Daniel's voice. Yeah. Uh, Klaus, who is Strand's sort of adopted son. Uh, sorry, Anton's adopted son. He's known Madison for about 10 minutes and decides to help her escape against his father and his stepfather's wishes. That 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 was logical. Yeah. Um, and then we find out the person who is hunting Madison is a character called Troy Otto. Now, for anyone who's yeah, this watched guy Fear died the Walking a long Dead time ago. <laughs> from, yeah, if anyone's watched Fear of the Walking Dead from the start, they will know who Troy Otto is. Um there was a series of episodes where we came across a family who were survivalists. They were people who, long before the world fell, um, had the theory that the world was going to collapse. So they created a compound themselves. So when the world did actually fall, they were sitting pretty. They, they actually had everything in place um, and they were kind of the Otto family were, were running the show. Madison and her family came along. The place went to hell. And there was a confrontation between Troy and Madison, and Madison literally smacked the guy in the head with a hammer and killed him. I don't care what the writers are saying now. We watched that guy die from a brain injury, which is why he didn't turn. Not because he was still alive. We saw him hit the deck, eyes open, dead. (laughs) So... The fact they brought his character back with a bit of an eye problem from being hammered in the head straight away was bullshit. Let's, let's just call it what it is. That is just absolute bullshit. And the the running theme of, yeah, but this character was dead, seems to be the running theme of season eight, which is, you know, or the Fear of the Walking Dead in general, because Madison, that character should be dead. The explanation of how the people of Padre saved her, again, is horseshit. Again, it's just like that's that's Glenn under a dumpster yeah. level to a whole, whole new degree. This guy, oh yeah, someone came along and saved me. What after being hammered in the skull, and like like not just like oh a little love tap. She killed him. Seriously, anyone who yeah. thinks this writing's good, I challenge you to take a hammer to the skull, like that, and and see how you do. It's just so crap and lazy. And just have a bit of a scar and an eye injury. Yeah. 
But I've got to be honest with you, I did laugh. Like, like I don't know whether they were aiming for comedy, but it really hit a note for me once I started treating it like a comedy. And and the whole notion and his whole speech. And then he throws down, he says he kills he's killed Alicia, right? So Daniel Salazar and his guys yep. arrive just in time as a, as a standoff. And he throws down Alicia's arm and says, oh, I killed your daughter. Now, I'm just going to pause right here. Steph, do you remember the last time you saw Alicia in the show? Um, she was dying, left on a beach to die. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when we say she was dying, she had both severe radiation, like, you know, nuclear meltdown near her. Her whole body was going to melt from the inside out radiation also she had been bit and the infection was kicking in and the basic explanation we were given as to why she hadn't turned was because the radiation was kind of like counteracting it but basically one or the other was going to kill her anytime soon that was the that was the whole message that was what we knew yes and she looked like death she looked like you know so when her character kind of went off like that we were all like ah damn okay all right that's, that's that's the end of Alicia. It was quite sad actually because Alicia was a character that we had, we really did quite like from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And and now all of a sudden you know, that was the end of Alicia, so that was quite sad. Yeah. yeah. Um. That yeah. Was. We then hear that Troy killed Alicia. Now, in my head at first, yeah. I'm like, is he saying kill as in he came across the the zombified yeah. version of Alicia, put her down and stole her arm, or and I'm like, I can go with that. I could go with the, you know, I found Alicia and I put her down. I can go with that. Yeah. And then we hear a bit more and we're like, no, no. He means he, he found her alive and he he killed her. But yeah. but we saw her collapse on the beach after everyone left and we, we were, you know, that was the end of her character. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, episode 8 opens with Strand, Daniel and Madison bumping into Luciana. As you said, it kind of felt like, here's a character, and here you go. And she's hiding someone. Um, She doesn't want Madison to see this person, and that person gets out of a truck, and that person is Charlie. Now, (laughs) Stefan, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you remember the last time you saw Charlie in this show? Um, She was laying... um pretty much dead in a hospital bed from radiation from radiation poisoning in a hotel which then if i remember correctly caught fire and burnt to the ground yeah yeah and she was in there because she was dead so she was she was not just sort of laying in a hospital bed she was out she was incapacitated and our resident medical expert the person who then you know started murdering children to save the world, which everyone's just kind of glossing over now with June. Yeah. Um, she said, yeah, no, she, she's gone. There's nothing we can do. And she's now walking around absolutely no problem at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Padre saved me. What? Yeah, and again, if we're, we're talking a, a minimum seven years, minimum seven-year time yeah. gap, I looked very yeah. different from the age of like 14, 15 to my like early 20s. Yeah. 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 Charlie doesn't. Charlie does not. No. No. 
No, Charlie's not aged in that time. Charlie um, is now in the mid twenties. No, no sign of any kind of uh, yeah, wear or tear from having severe radiation and and recovering. No, no sign of yeah, she, yeah, she looks well. Yeah. So again, we're just gonna gloss over the fact that she was dead and now she's not. Um, and they brought her back, and I'm kind of like, okay, well, there must be a really good reason, you know. Charlie's back. What could the reason be? Oh, I know. Madison finds out that Charlie killed Nick, and Madison has some little hissy fit. Um, I gotta be honest with you. Her reacting to her kids' deaths, I've written down here. Madison reacts to children's deaths, face palm acting. Now, now okay, I, I'll say now we are very big, the two of us on this show. Of attack the character, not the actor. We've had it in The Walking Dead with Eugene's yep. character. Could yep. not stand Eugene's character. The actor, really nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, we'll be good. However, I have to say, the the actor who plays Madison, she yeah. has one facial expression, yep. one tone of voice. Yeah. Like, I think I messaged you. It's like watching badly programmed AI. Yeah, yeah. Like, there is just no... Nothing. Like, she's happy. She's sad. She's angry. She's devastated. She's ecstatic. I, I can't tell the difference. Like, at all. Yeah. It's The only thing that changes is how loud her noises are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. It's I mean... awful. I've never. I'm going to say this. I've never seen her in anything else. Um, possibly because if I saw, her, I'd turn it off. But I, I, I've never seen her in anything else. So it's very difficult for me to say whether this is a characterization that she's just settled on, and that's it. And this is what that character is. And if I mean, if that's the case, then yeah, one hundred percent, it's just the character I can't stand. But when I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking. Surely there has to be some sort of human, not animatronic emotion when you're thinking about your children's deaths. Surely you must have some sort of guttural, visceral... I mean, you only got to look at some of the other scenes we've seen across the show, uh, The Walking Dead as well. Um, you know, think of how uh, Andrew Lincoln, Rick Grimes reacted to Carl. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched that scene just in pieces. Yeah, you know, just just like it was like an absolute gut punch watching him go through the motions and stuff, and and you just look looking at this, and it's like there's nothing there. And I know people listening probably think, yeah, well, you don't like the character. It's like, well, no, that that is fair. I don't like the character, but you could still grab me in. And there's been a couple of occasions since you returned where I've said, oh, you know, this scene was good. This this was all right, and and stuff. I I am still objective enough to do that. But with this, again, and, and the problem is with stuff like that is it takes you out. So I'm struggling to get into the story as it is because I'm sort of kind of rolling my eyes at the, well, that person was dead. Why are they here again? Well, this yep. person was dead. Why are they here again? It just feels like, you know, we're ending the show, so let's bring everybody back. And it's like, okay, all right, fine. If that's what you're doing, I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but all right, fine, I'm going to go with it. And then I'm just sort of... It's very difficult to stay engrossed in a storyline to to then to then like come back at you know it, she just kills it like it's just like you said badly programmed AI yeah if you're ever watching um there there's certain types of animation for example that I know a lot of people are really into uh, all different types of animation the manga things like that 
there are certain types I can't watch because I can't, I just can't get into it because the animation style just does my head in. Yeah. Well, with that, you know, with this, it's like I, I can't get into this. Her acting style or her characterization from Madison takes every uh, sincere moment, uh, an angry moment or anything, and it just kills it, just knocks it flat because there's nothing there. It's like the other actors are doing their best to create this sort of scene, and then it goes to her, and you're like, uh, a bit like tennis. The person knocks it over the net, and she just kind of thumps it back into the net. You can't get into the game. Yeah. If that's all that's happening, it's like, uh, okay, uh, no, okay. And that's kind of how I feel whenever she's in a scene. Um, in this, for example, she manipulates Charlie to go and kill Troy. My exact note is, Madison makes Charlie go kill Troy, for fuck's sake, is what I've written down. Yeah. All right, so so let me just... Uh, and the reason why I've written this again, and this isn't just me battering the character, this is now going after the writing as well. Mate, when Madison Clark was reintroduced, do you remember what she was doing for Padre? Collecting children. Collecting children. Can you remember her epiphany and her kind of character redemption arc that she had once Morgan sort of got in her head? No. Okay. Um, she was. She felt bad about what she did with kids and everything. She felt bad that she'd done that and she she was then going to make Padre a good place for everyone, safe place for all those kids and hopefully round up the parents and everything that lost their kids and turn it into a, you know, a safe place for all of them to be and she, you know, she was sorry. She she didn't mean to do what she did. Um and then here we go, uh Charlie killed Nick um which happened a long time ago now. Um, she won't listen to anyone in any explanation and she just tells Charlie to go off and basically kill herself to kill Troy. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you're kind of like, oh, okay. But then 10 minutes later, Troy kidnaps Charlie and Madison's on the radio telling her to come back, which then lands Charlie in the shit. Um, uh, it's just, yeah. It just... It just goes bad or worse. Now, Charlie is a little bit of a smart ass. She blows the truck up when they take take it at a compound. But I don't even know where to go with this. Um, <laughs> Troy, Troy offers to swap Charlie for the location of Padre. So Charlie, who has survived the zombie apocalypse as a child, not not an easy thing, by the way. Uh, she was manipulated by a group, then manipulated by another group. Uh, fell into some good people, then got manipulated, ended up getting radiation, was dead, <laughs> but now isn't dead, and has clearly been with Luciana this whole time, so has survived all of this stuff. Yeah. Then says, no, don't trade me for the location of Padre, and to protect that, she kills herself. So I've written, welcome back, Charlie, and you're dead. Yeah, what was the point? <laughs> they literally brought her back for that. Like, like she was dead. That character was dead. It is a massive eye-roll moment that you've brought her back. Like, you've got other characters that were fine that haven't come back, and you've killed them off-screen. Like, you've literally said, with a one line from Strand, oh, yeah, loads of them starved to death because they wouldn't listen to me. Oh, and you're that like, was that was. Like, are you serious to me? We got those other characters who we all 
really got to know over the last few years and liked and you've just killed them off screen and then you've got this one who was dead on screen dying and you've brought this one back uh like you said not aged because <laughs> you know if you're bringing back a young character you'd expect that over seven eight years to have really changed whereas if you've got a character in their 40s maybe we could just like grow their hair a little bit maybe make the beard a bit grayer or whatever yeah but no, here's here's a fresh fresh child who's not aged a day in all this time, now in her twenties, but still looks fifteen, sixteen. Yep. And you're just to kill her off. She came back for literally no reason at all. No. No, no, and, and this this is my point, because if she came back as a kind of story development from Madison, what was it? There there wasn't one. She she was like, oh, you killed Nick. I hate you. Oh, okay, I don't hate you. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll give up the location of Padre for you now. I don't hate you so much. Oh, you've killed yourself. Yeah. And also we learn that Charlie went and found Nick and cremated him and got his ashes in a can. Oh, Anyone? yeah. What the fuck? Like... Again, we're talking like an indefinite time jump that we don't have any idea when it mm. was. Yeah. This was also quite a long time after another time jump yeah. and another time jump and a nuclear blast. Yeah. And everything else has happened. Yet they were somehow able to go and find him and cremate him. Dig him up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just to then burn him and cremate him because he deserved a proper burial. But then that's not a proper burial, is it? That's, that's that's digging up his remains and burning him and then carrying him around in a can. Yeah. Yeah. It's horseshit. <laughs> it's like what possible reason was there for that? That whole addition was horseshit. That made no sense. Yeah. Um so Charlie dies, so Daniel's pissed now. Um him and Luciana both pissed at Madison and they leave. We learn that Troy has a kid, and the kid blames Madison for her mother's death. Who? Question mark. Yeah. We'll circle back to that doozy. Um, and Madison's now not going back to Padre because I'm such a bad person. Yeah, we know that. We we know. Yeah, <laughs> no one's surprised by this, Madison. No. So so that was episode eight, but episode nine takes us in a different direction. So Dwight, we know, had left. Dwight's child had died. He decided after spending years hunting down his wife, that clearly him and his wife were just bad for each other. Because that's what you do when your child dies. You you abandon the person you love. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's going to leave. Dwight heads all the way back to his beginning and his house for him and Sherry from Before the Apocalypse. Yep. Um, a guy walks in, says he was robbed. Dwight isn't really buying it at first, but then the guy talks about that they took his stuff and it was the sanctuary. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was kind of a weird thing. So basically a new group of bad guys have set up shop in what was the sanctuary. Um, Dwight goes in but keeps having these like flashbacks, PTSD flashbacks. Which actually um, I didn't mind. I didn't no, mind. No, the, the way, no, no, I understood that. That was... That was all right. That that worked in the narrative for what was going on with Dwight. Um, he gets hurt getting the meds for the guy, and when he gets back to the guy, um, he kills someone and doing it by throwing him in the 
the furnace, which of course is where he had his own face melted. Yeah. So that was an interesting thing. Uh, but when he gets back to the guy with his meds, the guy's died. <laughs> and I'm just like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. What the hell are they doing with this show right now? Um, June, Sherry and Dove, and I put that in quotes, arrive uh, to try and get Dwight to come back and help defend Padre. We need you, get fucked, he says. Um, He says there's new guys living in the sanctuary. Uh, They have now tracked Dwight and uh, they shoot Dove who tried to stop them from stealing their car. Dove has got a gut shot and is going to die. The only place locally where there's going to be the meds that they need will be the sanctuary, which, fortunately, the bad guys who are on foot tell them that, so Dwight, etc., can get in their vehicle and beat them back to the sanctuary. I mean, all they really need to do is uh, shock Dove with a crap load of radiation and she'll live forever. Mm. I just yeah, nice one. Um, <laughs> I, I'm more I'm more into the kind of the bad guy monologuing. Yeah. Well, the only way that kid's gonna survive is is back at our place because we got all the meds there to take care of her, and we're all here chasing you without a vehicle. Oh fuck. Yeah. It's like oh really? It's like, do they think the audience is that dumb that they need to literally spell out? Yeah, I think they exactly. Do. But it reminds me of like those Austin Powers films, which is basically a parody of the old James Bond, where you know you have Bond strapped to a table and a laser going to kill him, and it's like, why are we doing this? That laser's going to take an hour. Just get a gun, shoot him in the head. Yeah, and it's like, why are you te- what? What are you, you're su- you've surrounded them. There's like ten of you with quite heavy weaponry. What? What are you talking about? What? What is this kind of? Oh, I'm gonna take you back, and I'm gonna have my mate who you killed kill you. No, if you want revenge, shoot him in the head. Like having your mate—that makes no sense. No, my friend's There's a no zombie dying. I'm gonna go feed you to him. No, yeah. no, you no, don't. It's horseshit. It's just like you—you you stole from us. We're gonna kill you, or you killed one of us. We're gonna kill one of you. The whole, oh, you did this, so we're going to take you back and have my mate eat you. No, no, you <laughs> freaking weirdos. Um, so, yeah, they, they do amazingly get in their vehicle and drive back to what was the sanctuary. And these guys who were on foot have then got to, like, double time it to get back. Um, whilst they're there, um, Dove appears to have some sort of issue with everybody every adult you've all let me down you're all terrible people it's all your fault i'm gonna die really it's all their fault that you went out by yourself yeah i i I don't again like i I get that sometimes people can have these kind of angry moments and stuff but i'm just kind of watching this like okay whatever yeah um Sherry, similar to Dwight, is having a few PTSD flashbacks being in and around the sanctuary. Again, you can understand. Um, yep. Again, yep, completely understandable. Um, Dove argues with June and she says, I'm trying to get away from you. Um, she tries to take the bullet out of herself, which is just like, for fuck's sake. Um, Dwight and Sherry have a clash because um, <laughs> Sherry accuses Dwight of wanting to die 
um, and then ironically locks him in a room and goes off to die herself. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult um, when these are probably the two best characters in it and they're yeah. making decisions like this. It's becoming really quite difficult to defend. I'm like, the come writing? on. I mean, this, the, the, like you just said, this episode was the most watchable episode in these final six. But even in this episode, which is definitely the most watchable and definitely, for me, the most enjoyable, you got to look at the writing and just go like, well, you've created stuff here which didn't need to be created and doesn't make any sense. The reality is Dwight leaving didn't make a lot of sense, but okay, you've done that. He's gone back to that house. Okay, that's quite an emotional thing for him. We can understand it. Sherry would guess that. So if Sherry and everyone's decided to go after him, that is where they would go. This is making sense. Him bumping into someone and it leading him back to the sanctuary is a great story arc. That is a, that is a very interesting character thing for both him and Sherry to kind of get catharsis, kind of put that behind them to, to end that chapter in their lives. Yeah. So even though a lot of the writing in this episode does make me want to put my head through the wall, like with the decisions that are being made, the actual story of this episode where these two characters that we've known for a while from The Walking Dead interfere, mm -hmm. ending the sanctuary. You know, that building's collapsing by the end. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's rubble. The, the place has gone apart. And I kind of looked at that and went, okay, although there's bits of this, the reason why I really like this episode is that feels good. That, that, that kind of... This show is ending. These characters are... Their story is ending... They've kind of adopted Dove by the end, if you know what I mean. Yep. And, um, oh, what's her real name? Odessa. That's her real name, Odessa, That's which it, yeah. is kind of nice. Because uh, she finally does let June save her, by the way. You know, anyway, face palm. Yep. But they defeat the bad guys. They kill the dead. The sanctuary is demolished. And it kind of, like, to me, it's like, okay, they are heading back to Padre. We're going to see these characters again, but... This is the kind of end for their arc for me. It's like they they are part of what brings the sanctuary down in the end. Yep. And it Does makes, that make sense? It makes sense for the characters to be involved in it because of how heavily their storyline has been dictated by yeah. that place and what happened in it. So then it brings them the back reason, together. Yeah, the reason it yeah, collapses is them. Brilliant. Okay, can take that. Fine. And it brings them back together... But we can both agree, right? Just at the end of episode nine, the sanctuary is now demolished. Yes. Yeah, it does look it's that way. It's overrun with the dead. Yeah. And the main building, shit has fallen through the ceiling. It is, it is wrecked. The sanctuary is gone. We can both agree that is what episode nine taught us, yeah? Yeah. Okay, great. Just just want to really drive that point home. Um, Back at Padre, Victor has Troy's daughter captive. And I've just written, for fuck's sake, Strand. Yeah, it's like really, no one, no one learns, no one ever does anything. Um, now what is interesting is I'm gonna say this is episode um six, uh, sorry, episode seven and eight. Yep. Um, one page of A four notes for those two episodes. Okay. Yep. Episode nine was one full page by itself. Episodes ten, eleven, and twelve are all on one page. <laughs> yep. Right, so I'm literally going to walk through my notes for episode 10 and then let you talk about it. Walk through my notes for 11 and then we'll dive into 12, okay? Okay. So episode 10, 
opens with Dwight, etc., arriving at Padre. They propose to give Troy his daughter back for peace. My next note is, this is an odd episode, centred around Troy's daughter. All the episode does is unite all of the teams and factions against Troy in one again. There's a group of women driving around in Al's truck, keeping Alicia's memory alive. Who the fuck, what the fuck? So that is my notes for episode 10. Would you like to dive in and, you know, give me a little bit more meat on that bone? Uh, I can try. Uh, (laughs) So... Yeah, we we find obviously this. Oh, it's difficult, man. It's difficult. I'm trying to build it bigger than you don't have to. Is, but yeah. you can just say, yeah, that sums that episode up. Yeah, pretty much. Like these weird people that are now kind of like the the Alicia gang, and yeah, she taught us Alicia gang. Live. That's a great yeah. It's a great yeah. The Alicia gang. Yeah, and it's um, like these guys are like. You know, proper cult after her and stuff like this. And... So there is one thing from this, <laughs> yeah. which I think is worth noting. And in my notes here, I've not written it down, and probably because I've only just thought of it now. This kind of does speak to the fact she must have survived off of that beach. Yeah. Which... I'm like, really? Okay, so what you're telling us is, we last saw this character... Dying from radiation, dying from a bite. She survived that somehow, went on to save a load of people, which then created a cult-like following of those following in her footsteps. Okay, alright, fine. So Troy did kill her. So one of the best characters in this show died off-screen by being murdered by a guy who we all thought was already dead. Yeah. Right, brilliant. Okay. That's almost, almost as good... As the entire group of survivors that have survived this long, all dying because they got hungry and didn't trust Victor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's, it's horseshit. Yeah. So episode eleven. These are my notes for episode eleven. Okay. Yeah. This is a Madison and Troy episode where we see him crash. Madison finds Troy, doesn't kill him. Says she's going to, but doesn't. They run into an old Padre people who I'd forgotten all about who say they're going to kill her, but don't kill her. In fact, there's one scene on a bridge where she's literally on a rope bridge. The person has a gun and puts the gun away and decides to chop the bridge instead. Yeah. If you want to kill someone and they're in a place where they cannot duck, dive or dodge, shoot them. But never mind. I've decided I'm Team Troy in this. Um, this is the, Again, these are my notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, with the two of them now stuck in some sort of swamp, Madison is saved by Troy, who we don't see save her. We see the aftermath of, and he explains it I in an fa- almost Scooby-Doo-like oh. fashion. I found a root underwater and pulled us both out. Troy, who has wanted Madison dead, is hunting her and then saves her from the swamp when he could have just saved himself. Okay. Um, So Madison replays this kindness by stabbing him through the stomach with Alicia's arm and killing him. But as he is dying, he says the kid, Tracy, is actually Alicia's child. WTF. This show, man. Is my notes. Uh, yeah, that was such a facepalm. Like, so, 
let, let's talk a little bit about young Tracy. Now, um, <laughs> the acting of this, this person is, I think, fantastic for a young actress. Yeah. This is quite a big part. Um, yeah. I think she plays, if she's meant to be a really annoying fucking character, she plays it brilliantly. That that felt like a really backhanded compliment. Like if she's meant to be like she is playing like just this annoying little brat. Yeah. And she plays it really well because I, I think so what you're trying to say is if the character isn't that, then the kid's an annoying little yeah. brat. <laughs> I'm going down this yeah. fantastic actress route. That's what I'm going okay. down. Okay. Because right. um, I saw a lot on like social media and stuff, and it would appear that nobody liked the character of Tracy. Um, from the stuff I did see on social media, yeah, no one enjoyed this character. Everyone was like, "Can she get bit now? Let's just just get rid of her." Oh, um, it's Alicia's kid. Great, kill her off. Um, <laughs> it was like okay, but the, the character is oh, it was just a strange, a very strange story arc. Of, I'm gonna help you betray you, help you betray you, help you betray you, help you again betray you. Help you, shoot you, betray you, and then help you happily ever after. And I was just like, "Yeah, what? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, okay." Um, and now we're meant to believe that actually the whole thing, her whole life, has been a lie, and Troy stole Tracy from Alicia when he killed her. Because yeah. you took my wife from me, so therefore I've taken your life and child from you. Yeah. Okay. Um. Now. So Troy's dead this time. Troy is this dead. Is yeah, apparently. Uh, no, no, he is. We see him as a walker. Tracy puts him down. This is true. Yeah, no, he is actually dead this time. That's fair. That's fair. Hmm. Yeah. Um. But like. I, the only part of it I could actually understand was kind of this whole thing of, oh, he saw how much you fought for your children, so he thought I'd be safe if you thought we were related. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, she fought so much for her children that... They were dead. <laughs> both of them are assumed dead. <laughs> Sorry, it's just when you said that, it's just really funny. And I'm like, wait a minute. So someone wrote that. Someone wrote that. Someone else looked at it and mate, that's really good. That's going in the show. <laughs> the woman that killed herself to leave her children alone in <clears throat> the wilderness of a zombie apocalypse, mm. who then didn't die but never went to find her children in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Whose children got shot by a child. And then died of a radiation bite. Yeah. Is the woman to protect you. The woman who has been stealing children for Padre yeah. is the woman to protect you because you're family. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, How this yeah, show so... hasn't won more awards, I don't understand. It's amazing, <laughs> isn't it, that not one writing award's gone this way. It's, yeah. It's... um. It also it aggravates me. As Some, someone who quite likes writing myself, I do look at this and just think, shit, how do I not have a job? Um, so <laughs> episode 12, the final episode, final ever, ever, the final ever episode, that was easy for me to say, of Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, Madison just believes Troy, by the way. 
Um, Straight up. Here's yep. a guy she has serious issues with, tried to kill her for ages, but suddenly he's clearly telling the truth. Um, and I've written down here, how long has passed, for fuck's sake? Because we're in episode 12 now, the final episode. No one's really told us, and yet we're supposed to believe that from that beach scene to now, she she got pregnant, so that's nine months. She definitely wasn't pregnant at the time. Could she even get pregnant with that amount of radiation? But okay, right, we're just going to go with it. <laughs> yeah. So let's go with the fact that she gets pregnant. Has Has, despite the bite... Does that mean with her radiation and the bite, if Tracy is her child, she's like, you know, going to be the saviour? Is her blood the cure? Um, so I mean, after the Daryl show, we're pretty much following... No, we're not allowed to talk about that show. <laughs> not allowed to talk about that show. It's part of a police action. we got to keep quiet on that one. <laughs> um, so I, I just, I just kind of look at that and I go, right... Okay, so let's let's run this through logically. If you're going to believe this, you're believing that... Because Madison was told all this, yeah, you know, she she was dead, she was dying, she she saved us all, put us all on the boats. So if you're working on the theory, okay, she survived that. She then bumped into someone and was like, hey, you know, it's my last night on Earth, let's, let's bump uglies. Yeah. She, so she then goes to Pang Tang with somebody... Who gets her pregnant? Okay, so that's 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 a one in however many shot. But fair enough, the guy must have been using his super sperm despite the radiated ovum. Um, she gets pregnant. She has nine months. She survives those nine months despite all of the odds being against her. She then gives birth. The child is then snatched by Troy, and Troy kills her, cutting off her her you know bad arm as a to- as a trophy. Yeah, and. And then raises the baby saying, oh, you're you're my child and you, your mum was this and your mum died because of this woman called Madison Clark and we're going to hunt her down because of it. Oh, but by the way, your mum is part of this herd and basically I have this massive herd because I heard about this group called The Whisperers on this other TV show and I just wanted to mirror it. Um, and this massive, massive herd, what I've done is I've walked them into this really cold place and they all got stuck. But luckily, they're only stuck unless I go and get them. Oh, can we just... Right, let, let's just talk about the fact that <laughs> it was so cold that their feet instantly froze to the ground. Yes. Yes, that's how cold it was in that little place where everywhere else around it wasn't cold. What I find amazing is that, yeah, the hills aren't that cold next to it. Oh. And the fact that... Oh. I have got family friends currently in Lapland where the temperature is like minus 12 or something stupid they said to us the other night. Yeah. And there's videos of them and their children running around in the snow having snowball fights but running around. Yeah. None of them froze instantly to the ground because it was a bit chilly. Yeah, a bit chilly. But yeah, we have walkers yeah. frozen to the ground with no snow or ice anywhere around them apart from on their legs and feet. Yeah, well, you know, mate, science. <clears throat> it's, it's pretty obvious. At this point, surely someone somewhere read that or looked at it or even watched the footage back and went, guys, this is shit. We cannot... No one no, is going to believe no. this. What the Mate, fuck? They didn't care. 
we, we said that off the top. This is pretty oh, obvious that these final six episodes, they just wanted to get them done. Yeah, <laughs> they right. didn't care. But it's okay. Um, I'm so go I've, throw I've a got a heat around, melt their feet, and they'll follow the herd again. So I've got a line for you yep. from this from this episode, which, um, if you're a Star Wars fan, um, the words uh, somehow Palpatine returned <laughs> um, are kind of synonymous now with bad writing, and we all kind of laugh at it. Yeah. The line in this is, "Oh, Troy stabbed her, but didn't see her die." And I'm just like, "Oh, what the fuck? Are you kidding me?" Yeah. So I want to make this absolutely clear to everybody listening, uh, to anyone who clips this and decides to put it on your little bitch Reddit thing. Um, I, I love the character of Alicia. Um, she she is, without a doubt, one of my favourite characters in this show. Seeing her rock up again at the end of this is not something I hate. You know, I like Alicia. Knowing she survived is a good thing for me. However, how, what, it makes no freaking sense. If she showed up at the end of this, still looking radiated, still looking sick, still looking like she struggled, I would accept that somehow the radiation and the bite are counteracting, but she is basically living in a kind of permanent state of hell, of burning up, feeling like crap. But she is so friggin' strong-willed, she's just still going. I could buy that. I could get it. But, mate, she rocks up at the end of this episode like she's absolutely fine. The best she's looked in years, her hair just like she stepped out of a friggin' salon. I love, this is the third time in these six episodes that we see a character appear with pristine hair. Charlie gets out with perfectly straightened mm. hair. Sherry, okay. <laughs> Sherry's hair yeah. is fantastically curled and lovely, and then Alicia <laughs> turns up, and Alicia's hair is fresh from a salon. Uh, well, I got to be honest. The others I didn't notice. Um, th- this one I did. I was possibly paying more attention just because I was kind of expecting if she, if we see, because I didn't know she was going to show up. Yeah, we're twenty yeah. odd years into the apocalypse at this point with all the time jumps and everything else they've done. Yeah. She looks freaking fantastic. She's radiated, only... infected, only got one arm, <laughs> yeah. and living the best <laughs> life. Yeah, she's got a nice prosthetic hand now, by yeah. the way. That that worked out well. Um, oh, honestly, when so she the... appeared and I saw two hands, yeah, there was yeah, a split second where I was like, yeah, was like no, come on. Her arm grew back. <laughs> Yay. I visited That radiation, there was some magical stuff. Um, no, I, I did kind of... Um, <laughs> I did kind of... Uh, I kind of created a headcanon because I like Alicia as a character. So basically what happened is uh, Troy stabbed her, right? She was in a bad way and she was going to lie there and die thinking, oh, I can't cope with everything that's happened to me anyway. And then this guy came along who she'd never met before and this guy was like, oh, let me take you back to my community. And his community just so happened to be world-leading surgeons and doctors that when the apocalypse started, set up a compound that's perfectly safe They've got power, they've got advanced technology, because without hindrance in the outside world, all they've been doing is research. So basically, they were able to cure her, um, mend her stab wounds and everything, get her back to health. And within this compound, there's like uh, everything you could ever imagine. And there's like a beautician and a hair salon. 
And so Alicia's just been living there, living her best life, looking stunning, completely made up. She hears about this woman. She goes, oh, I could be my mum. That's weird. And that's when she ventures out for the first time in a long time. That's clearly what happened. Yeah. Do, do you agree? I, I think you could be right. It must be. I mean, that can only be... that can. That's the only explanation. And, I mean, uh, from me to you, it makes perfect sense, right? I mean, if a guy can get hammered in the skull and survive and someone can have terminal cancer and survive and someone can be bit with terminal cancer and survive and look better for it. Yeah. Clearly, clearly there's a group of medical professionals out there that are just going around curing people. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, uh, Padre is taken down by grenade launchers, but that's only half the story because Padre is an island, right? Yeah. So the thing that's been amusing me ever since these six episodes began was the fact that Troy's plan involved marching a big-ass herd of zombies through Padre if they didn't surrender it. Yep. There's there's two parts to this, which I think is moronic. One, you're going to wreck the place you want to take as your home. I mean, that's straight-up governor-level moron. Yep. And two, it's a freaking island. So this whole time, I've been like, this makes no sense. This makes no sense. And then one of them says something, like a throwaway line, like, oh, don't worry, we've got a plan. Because like, someone says it's an island. It's like, don't worry, we've got a plan. Yeah. My freaking heart sank, man. I was like, I swear to God, if they herd walkers onto a boat and then drive the boat across, I- I'm going to lose it. I, I am literally going to freaking lose my mind that they that they can hurt. No. No, and then sure enough, they put walkers on a freaking boat and moved the boat. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I, I can't be alone in just watching that going, no, no, because why did the walkers know to stop? Yeah. Oh, I'm on a boat. Oh, I've got to the edge of the boat. I need to stop now. No. Why would the... No, come on. Oh, there's so many. Do you remember um, in The Walking Dead, like, in the first couple of seasons, you had, like, Mm. walkers, they could, like, you know, doors and stairs and everything else. Which they they then back-sold quite well, I felt, in the final season with with variants. But, yeah, sorry. And then then they were kind of like, we had the zombies that just fell off everything. And then... You had those yeah. that random period where zombies would run to a lift elevator, like a lift shaft, and stop. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It, it seems like that again. Like this, just random crap sometimes. Of just well, like, it is crap. Um, let's call it what it is. I mean, so the idea is that you can move this herd around, and Troy and his people have mastered it. They've mastered it so much that not only can they move this herd onto a boat. They can get them all just to stand there nicely whilst the boat takes them across to an island. Yeah. They don't hit the... like So, for example, they didn't hit the end of the boat and then all turn around, which is what they do because they're frigging walker lemmings. Yep. They didn't, like, just start bumping into each other or anything. They literally all got onto the boat and just stood there nicely waiting. And then when they got across the water, they lowered the thing and they all walked off nicely. I mean, that's a level of walker manipulation we've not seen before. No. I, I and think and it's... it's and it's horse shit. It's so <laughs> like not not right. Secondly, Padre has automatic weapons. Okay. Yep. We know that. We've seen that. 
they have got machine guns. Where are they? For one, okay. Two, that amount of walkers getting off a boat, that's one fixed point, right? Yeah. So if you did have the machine guns, think Normandy, think D-Day landings. You just open up. It's not like they're coming from every angle. They're literally coming from one angle. They're literally just one point. They're all focused in on one point. Yeah. You're telling me that you couldn't use your brain enough. Okay, fine. We don't have the automatic weapons. Something's happened in the time jump to all of our guns. We have literally only got our sticks and our knives and everything. You stand in a line as they get off the boat. You just keep killing them. Yep. Stab. Take a step back. Stab. Take a step back. Because the more you kill and drop, the more they're going to stumble over each other. Stab. Take a step back. Stab. Take a step back. You'll probably kill half of that walkers, and then the rest of them they ain't going to do shit against the walls. And yeah, okay. Then that's when the grenade launchers come in. But Dwight, etc., had guns, and not one point did I see him shoot a guy with a grenade launcher. No. Like, like you couldn't see him. Yeah, but anyway, so Padre gets wrecked. Um, They're all there trying to... It makes so much sense, yeah. Um, They're there trying to, you know, oh, what are we going to do? Oh, no, no one's going to save us. They're like, SOS, someone save us. Meanwhile, elsewhere, Daniel tells off Madison and Strand. I enjoyed that, Daniel telling them both that they're pieces of shit. I enjoyed that. Tracy's left alone with Madison and shoots her. Uh, my exact note here is Tracy is my new hero. Long live Tracy. Oh, oh for fuck's how sake, short she's not dead. was that? Yep. Yeah, literally, that was it. Oh, for fuck's sake, she's not dead. And it... Not only is she not dead, yep. she goes and saves everybody at Padre. Oh, now... By pulling the same move as she did at the stadium, by grabbing all the walkers' attention leading them down into the basement and blowing it up. Now, I have a question here for you. Oh, please, yes. Okay, so, yes. Let, let's skip over the really fucking cheesy facepalm. Oh, you hit the medallion that was Alicia's and it saved me. Let's just skip over that shit straight okay, away. We're skipping over because that, Because yes. that is just the laziest writing you can imagine. So we're just going to... That's off of 80s action movie. Yeah, yep, we're skipping on. that. We're going to go straight to the fact that she leads them down into this kind of like celery sort of place. Bunker. Yeah. She takes the head off of all of these gas canisters, filling the air with gas, and then locks herself in a room that has an open down flat door bit throws the flare into the room, causing a mass explosion, killing the zombies. Yep. Yep. An explosion like that would have literally sucked all the air out of everything into this mass fireball. Now, I know she put her oxygen tank gas mask on. Her face. Yeah? Yep. And I, I, I'm still trying to work out how she didn't freaking explode. <sighs> because the writers didn't want her to. Uh, forget, no, yeah. there's no <laughs> like, logical reason. There's no it. logic left in this. Now. It, get, it gets better uh, for me yeah. anyway. So they all assume she's dead. Strand tells Tracy the story of how Madison was the hero. Tracy runs off. Strand's like, no, no, don't run off, no. 
Tracy runs off and finds Madison. The child digs her out of the rubble by herself, carries her off by herself. Oh, it took Nurses her, her days back to or health. hours or whatever. Tracy comes out this line of, oh, it took me so long to get you out. Yeah. Ugh. Right. And then, yeah, Basically, drags her up the side yeah. of a cliff and yeah. just happens to stumble upon this wonderful little army set-up tent with a bed mm-hmm. and everything else. Yeah. That there's yeah, no Tracy's, walkers yeah. around. No, no, she's done well, really. Um, uh, so Tracy saves Madison. Madison's grateful. Tracy is there. They hear someone coming. It's Alicia. Alicia's alive. Face bomb. And looking amazing. Um, Madison says, oh, you know, I was saved by your daughter. Alicia's like, what? I ain't had no kid. <laughs> I ain't gone to pound town. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden it dawns on everybody. Oh, maybe the psychopath was lying. <laughs> what a weird thing to think. Yeah. Oh, my God. It did. I mean, don't get me wrong. For all the crap writing, Alicia's face of like, oh, your kid, um, my what? Yeah, I haven't had a child. Re- yeah, it's I a fact Madison doesn't that. even believe her straight away. I haven't had a child. Really? Yeah. No, actually. Yeah, fuck, really. I forgot. No, there was this yeah. nine-month period. Uh, you know, fuck's sake. Yeah, we we do have to talk about the biggest return though. Um, the 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 kind of returning character which I think brought me the most joy, and that was Skidmark the cat. Um, without a shadow of a doubt, that cat has now gone through its nine lives, possibly its ninety nine lives, but is reunited and with uh, Daniel. We also have to point out just how lucky they are that there was yeah. no other big fat ginger cats in the whole of America that she might have found. And it just happened to be the exact same one from like 15 years ago, still living his best life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, there, yeah there's, there's definitely Skidmark. Don't ruin this for me. That was my favourite bit of the whole friggin' series. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so everyone everyone kind of goes their own way. Uh, Daniel, Luciana, and Skidmark, they're off. They're doing their thing. Um, Strand and his new family are off. They're doing their thing. Frank, I remember. Um, it's Frank and Klaus, that's it. If you say so. Buddy. And they have this um, weird they're... moment that she finds he finds a flower in the pot. And did you put that yeah, there? So he knows. No, no, I didn't put it there. So he knows that Madison's alive. He sees Madison. He sees Alicia, and he sees Tracy, and he's happy. And it really, what house. did you see? Oh, nothing. Thank God, no one else turned around to look at what he might have been looking at. Woo! Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, they're stood right there. Yeah. Um. So so that's that. They're 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 happy. Uh, um, one of my favourite made... ones. One of my favourite ones <sighs> is um, Dove, Little Miss. You're all to blame for everything. I hate you, June. You horrible person. Can I come with you and learn to be medical like you are? Yep. 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 So uh, Odessa's clearly nice. Dove was a dick, but Odessa's clearly nice. Yeah. Um, Odessa and June are gonna go back to uh, the cabin. Um, which was John Dory's, which is kind of like a nice end to that story. Sherry and Dwight, man. Oh, what are Sherry? What are Sherry and Dwight gonna go and do? Oh, they're gonna go rebuild Sanctuary because it's collapsed and it's rubble. 
but let's take yeah. everyone there because that's the only place I can think of that's safe and secure. What is Even safe and you've secure? You've just destroyed it. Yeah. Literally, episode nine, you wrecked it. Episode twelve, let's go there. I'm like, oh my <sighs> god. So, so that's the end of their story. And to be quite honest with you, they deserve better. Um, and and lastly, Madison, Alicia, and now Tracy, who is now their adopted whatever I don't know, get in a car together and they drive off into the sunset. Hopefully, off the cliff. And that is the end of Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, if you could think of a worse ending, then well, they're going back to LA, which I just like. I, I can't even begin to remember, tell you. I've remember how great a situation LA was in when they left twenty odd years. I ago. know, I know. Like, I know. It just like, if you could write a worse ending for a show like this, then they got in the car. These two characters that we've definitely seen die. Yeah, <laughs> getting into a car together with a child of a guy who we saw die, and drive off into the sunset. I can't think of a worse freaking ending. Well, I'm sure I could, but yeah, it's, it's up there. Um, Fear the Walking Dead is over. That is the end of it. Um, for all the show promised over the last few years before they brought Madison back, with heavily tie-ins to the Rick Grimes story, with The Walking Dead, with um, Morgan crossing over... Our storyline linking up with, you know, these people, the links to the World Beyond series. With everything that they did there, the fact that we got to the final season and everything was abandoned just to finish the Clark show is probably why I really didn't like it. Um, It felt to me like the show became very interconnected. It felt like um, there was a real purpose. There was a direction we were going in. it felt like at any moment there could be a real clear crossover between the two shows. And then we had this as a finale, yeah. which was just dire. Um, I am glad it's finished. Um, but at the same time, there is a part of me that is a little bit sad because this is the OG show for the podcast. But we have progressed. We do talk about so much else. Um, you know, as as Wong the Sorcerer Supreme from the Marvel Cinematic Universe says, we really are in a golden age of television. There are some phenomenal shows out there that we talk about on this podcast, some f- great movies as well. Um, so we are gonna carry on. Um the this show will carry on. Fear the Walking Dead chapter is closed. Um uh, my final words on it is um I kinda wanna I'm thankful to the show because it gave me uh, this podcast um it gave me the opportunity to do this which has been a lot of fun for me over the years um but at the same time i i'm glad it's done uh it's it's a chapter that's now closed and as anyone who's just listened to this show will attest it, it just got ridiculous um i know there's plenty of people out there who love the character of madison i know there's plenty of people who possibly really enjoyed this finale um we're all blessed with opinions and we're all blessed with what we like and what we dislike. I hope you can be respectful of mine as I will be respectful of yours. Uh, Steph, what about you? What, what's your final words for Fear of the Walking Dead? Um, uh, a show that promised so much uh, at times delivered near to what it could have promised, but ultimately, I think, unfortunately, missed the mark of what so many people wanted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I'm um, thankful for it because if you guys hadn't have started this show, Alfie wouldn't have left the show and I wouldn't have got to, to come into it. So, yeah. you know, I'm thankful for that. We have a lot of fun doing our podcasts. Um, I know we have a lot of people that enjoy our podcasts and enjoy us talking about all the different shows. And that is all thanks to Fear the Walking Dead. So, yeah, yeah it, mixed emotions. Thank fuck it's finished. But at the same time, kind of, yeah, this was the this is where it all started. So, yeah, a bit... Mixed emotion. Yeah. Uh, so that is it. That is Fear the Walking Dead Season 8 Part B wrapped. Um, that is Fear the Walking Dead wrapped in total. Um, if any of these characters uh, could appear again in something else, we don't know. Um, there is plenty of Walking Dead spin-offs going on. AMC and Mr. Gimple appear to be happy to, to keep the gravy train rolling when it comes to the Walking Dead. Uh, the Daryl Dixon show is renewed for a season two. Um, Maggie Negan show is renewed for a season two. There are rumors um, that the the Rick and Michonne show will actually spin off into something else. Um, ironically, they're talking about uh, the spin offs then colliding back into one show again, which. Uh, yeah. So, The anyway. Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we can't call it that because if we call it that, you've got to pay people the money from the previous 11 the seasons. The Dead Walking Season 1. Yeah. The, yeah. the Walking Dead Reborn or something like that. You wait and see. Uh, but anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed our take and had a bit of a laugh with us as we walked through the, the final episodes. Um, if you do feel completely insulted and angry, then drop me a message. We'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, so hopefully if you've listened this far into me talking now, you're, you're, you're on board and you had a bit of a laugh with us. Uh, okay, mate, uh, do you want to say goodbyes? Um, yeah, goodbye, Fear the Walking Dead. Goodbye, Madison Clark. Goodbye, everyone else. Um, uh, we, we yeah we will be back very soon um, I actually think the next show from us is going to be the Christmas special for 2023 oh yeah I'm watching yeah, a couple of very very good shows at the moment I need to talk to you about there is some potential yeah I mean there, <laughs> there, there, are, some ex- there are some excellent TV shows especially from uh, Apple TV yes. at the moment um, and we will be bringing you some stuff uh, from them possibly uh, soon uh, maybe before Christmas, maybe in the new year. I don't know yet, but we will be bringing that to everybody. But yeah, until we speak again, everybody, you all take care. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week.